What's good, everybody? I want to welcome you all to another episode of Black Anime Reviews. We review anime, manga, webtoons, and whatever else comes across our desk at that time. And today we are reviewing Ghost in the Shell, SAC 2045, a SAC as in Standalone Complex 2045. Um, and I'm actually very interested in the ghost in the shell series not the biggest fan you know not the, i'm not i'm not like the the base of knowledge on ghost in the shell but i am a fan of the ghost in the shell series um uh, so before we get into this you know of course i'm gonna tell you how we review things um we do a critical analysis review where we go into the animation story characters and production everything is out of a percentage uh so for animation we go into different types of animation environmental character actions and cinematography uh story we go into plot plot progression ending pacing then we go into characters likability effectiveness designs credibility then production sound design musical score and then we get an overall score each you know part gets its own percentage score and then we have a personal which i also call the fun factor you know just how much fun you had watching the show which again gets its own personal score now the critical we try to take out all bias so whether i've seen every single ghost in the show before and i'm like judging it on my enjoyment of those for this and i'm not doing that this is solely on just this ghost in the shell animating what it's done as its own anime now uh before we get into it, as always, let me read the plot for you guys. If you don't know about this, this is a Netflix anime. It premiered on April 23rd, so a little bit late on this review. But for those who've been waiting to watch it and want to know what it's about or want to know if it's worth the watch, you're here. You're here to listen and figure it out. So um, first, I'm going to just tell you how to plot, and then we'll get into review. So the plot is in the year 2045. After an economic disaster known as the simultaneous global default, which destroyed the value of all forms of paper and electronic currency, the big four nations of the world are engaged in a state of never-ending sustainable war to keep the economy going. In this world, Motoko, Batao, and other members of Public Security Section 9 have sold themselves out as mercenaries under the group Ghost, using their cybernetic enhancements and battle experience to earn a living while diffusing hotspots across the globe. However, the emergence of post-humans and, and a conspiracy uncovered by former Chief Aramaki forced uh, the squad to reunite. The, so that is the plot to it. Now, I have to tell you, just from the plot alone, I was kind of interested in what was going on with this story, especially, you know, all the moving parts and what it seems like it's going to uh, deliver on. However, you'll see very soon that it did not deliver on that, and I am not happy. Not happy at all. But, you know, let's just, let's just, let's just get right into it. So, first we're going to go into the animation, as always. Now, for the environmental animation, and this is where I'm going to couple a few of these together. So, the biggest problem with this is this is going to be a, a running thing by um, Netflix, is by having these 3D CGI anime and having it very rarely work out well. Now, there's one anime, 3D CGI, that I really love. From Netflix, and if you you know heard me talk about before, that's Knights of Sidonia. They do 3D CGI very, very well in that in that anime. In my opinion, it looks great from every side, every side, no matter how you look at it. I love the 3D CGI animation in uh, Knights of Sidonia. However, in every other one I've seen, it's failed on many parts. We have Kagastar of Insect Cage, which I talked about before. Ajin, which I hated. I couldn't even get past the first episode of Ajin. That's how bad it is. And then we have a few other ones which I've even not bothered to try yet. Or we'll we'll see how we'll see how bored I get because um, it's COVID. And we'll see if I end up watching them or not. But from right now, no, it just looks bad. So the problem with this one is 
this is with the animation across the board. To me personally, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. It looks like early Borderlands, you know, Team Fortress, you know, animation. It's very cheap looking. Does not, it, it looks like a video game, like video game cutscenes. Um, doesn't even really look like, not, not like the good ones, you know what I mean? I like the good video game cutscenes, those bad ones. Um, or like a refined Jump Force, you know what I mean? Like Jump Force looked, you know, pixely. This does not look like that. But looks refined, very smooth, I guess. But not, again, not in a good way. Like it, it, it very looks very like like their toys. Like we're watching like a like a video of toys. And if you see if you see if you see like the the um the trailers for you may see what I'm talking about. But once you actually watch the show, you very see it. So environmental animation, I gave it a five out of ten, just because it looks it just look everything looks like rubber plastic toys. Like it doesn't look like you know real buildings. It doesn't look like real trees. Everything looks kind of has this like air of fakeness to it. Which kind of takes away a lot from the show because you end up looking more at the environment and how p bad it looks, how pale it looks t compared to other anime you've watched and even lower budget anime. You know, like I'm not talking about high budget and one. I'm not even talking about stuff that happened today. Like I'm not talking about Demon Slayer. I'm not talking about you know uh, Fate. You know, Fate Zero with the unlimited budget works. You know, what I mean, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more about you know even older anime. Like I took a break from watching this and started watching something older, and I was amazed by just how how interactive they made the environment to this anime uh to that anime compared to this one so it's a straight five out of ten for me and always i even give it a five and you like a like a half mid a mid rating is because um there are certain times every literally every once in a while where you see some really good environmental animation um but again it's very rare very rare uh, five might even be too high. Next, we have character animation. I gave this a six out of ten. I wholly hate most of the character animation. I gotta be honest, but I will say sometimes it, it is decent, <laughs> decent, not good, just decent. Um, and that's really, really more says more to the main cast where we have um, we have Matoko, we have uh, and we have the other main cast uh well basically the two main people matoka and batal they do a really good job also uh togusa i think togusa looks and moves very well in its animation but in some characters they look like they got a wedgie the whole time i just i just personally don't like it their heads move weird they when they talk it, it it feels weird doesn't feel real there's the guy john smith who's like this american agent and he just i i don't like it it doesn't doesn't look authentic to me necessarily it's it's it, it's just not good it's not good that's all i can say like i said like toys polished toys polished video game graphics doesn't not even like 20 20 video game graphics i'm talking like 2016 2015 video game graphics I'm not talking about this state of the line this does not look state of the line it does not look like that um next we get into action which i gave eight out of ten now the animation, action animation is actually really good. The action choreography, all that is actually done really well. I love watching the fight scenes, but I do have a, I do have a problem with them. When we get to that later, when we get to, um, when we get to production, but I do have a problem with the fight scenes. But from a just a standpoint of just watching a fight, it's very interesting. It's very nice to watch. The fights are pretty smooth. They they transition very well. The camera work isn't sloppy. It looks, it's it's very entertaining to watch. But that's pretty much it. You know, once you get outside of the fights, it's just bleh. Like, it's just nothing. Uh, next, we get into cinematography. And no, it's a 3 out of 10. There's, uh, 3 out of 10, again, I'm being very generous. I'm being very generous because it's hard for me to be very harsh with some with all anime. It's very hard for me to be very harsh with it. And 
It's a three out of ten. There's I cannot. I, there's not one really memorable shot in this anime, and they try. They really do try. They really try to push these very nice, serene, like um, views where that that give a lot of the world, and it just doesn't work. Like, I don't like it, and and I don't like it. And I don't mean that in a personal sense. I mean in a sense as someone who's watched a lot of anime, someone who's been critical of a lot of anime. I don't see how this is in any way better or even fits the standard that we've we've gotten to with anime. Uh, this definitely does not look to me like a 2020 anime from the cinematography looks like something i was just scrapped together um but yeah so that's what i have and that, that gives me a 22 out of 40 for animation which gives a 55 percent again something i think is fair the action animation saves most of the show because when you do see them in the fights it is very interesting to watch it's very good that was done very well but outside of that the animation is abysmal um and one thing i said i even tweeted this on twitter is that um it looks boring. It looks plain. It looks flavorless. Like it's it's like white bread. Like there's no flavor. Like there's no seasoning. You put no spice on. It, no personal touches. Looks like something generic. It does not look stylized in any way, shape, or form. And I say anything. Everything has to be stylized. Like you could talk about K Project, which is a very great stylized with the different hues of color. Looks amazing. But then there's also other anime, older anime and newer anime where there isn't necessarily that exuberance of style in reference to shows like k project but still you can see their own personal touches by the animation company and this anime product production uh i think it's project production ig i believe who did the uh did this anime i wouldn't say it wrong but um and they've done i have no other anime that they've done um yeah production ig is one of the companies that did it and they've done other anime very well like i do like production ig for some of the an other anime that they've done but this one just feels so uninspired so plain so boring within with the characters with the environment with the cinematography it's just it's not interesting to look at in any way shape or form Next, we'll get into the story. Now, where Ghost in the Shells usually shine is their story. They usually have a very engaging story, very interesting, you know, um, dealing with, you know, uh, existentialism and so many other things. Uh, this misses the mark on almost every point of that. Uh, so the plot itself, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Uh, the biggest problem with the plot is that it takes way too long to get going. Uh, we have about five. We don't really get into the actual main plot until about five, six episodes in. And the reason why I gave the plot a six in general is because the plot itself is very interesting. Uh, minor spoilers. Um, and this is something I said in the. Uh, actually, I said this in the plot synopsis synopsis uh, about post humans that plot is very interesting when they introduce it it's an interesting concept when they talk about it it becomes very interesting there's one episode where they kind of go into um what po what post humans are and what the implications would be for this world and i think that that is done so well and it's done so interestingly which is why I really like the plot, which is why I gave it a six. I think they could have taken this so many steps further, which they didn't, you know, and, and we get to this point where it's episode five or six, I believe. And we have this whole fight breakdown between our team and a uh, post human. And then the next episode says six years later. And I'm like, why is it six years later? Why would you, what was with the time skip? And the thing is the time skip is nobody looks different. You come back from the time skip and everything's the same. So I'm confused on why there was a time skip. Now, again, I could have missed something. You know what I mean? I only watched it once. I could have missed it. I could have missed them saying something. Maybe they said, we'll come back together later or something like that. But then you guys still think that's a weak thing to do. How do you fight somebody who was as strong as the post team? Because the post team was very strong. That, that whole scene is weird. Again, it goes in like the, how the character animation is so bad. Because that whole scene is just bad. But um, in certain aspects, but some of the fighting is really good. But... We get into this point where, like, why would you take a break from the plot like that six years later? And then we have this episode where Batal is doing this whole thing that necessarily doesn't have to do with um, the plot at all, but it uh, functions for world building. World building that we don't need. 
right? Because the economy's crashed. We know everything's expensive. You know, like we can figure out, like if you're, like if you, it's 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 in a way it feels like an episode that's treating its viewers like they're dumb. Where we have this episode where it's it's like, oh, and again, another slight spoiler, not really important to the plot. Um, where we have these old people robbing a bank and talking about I can't go to retirement, I can't do this because everything costs so much. Da 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 da. They will. They already went over that. You literally see that within the first two episodes that everything costs an insane amount of money for no reason, and then to beat us over the head with it makes no sense. So it it's just the plot itself is just bad. So that goes into plot progression as a four out of ten because the plot takes way too long to get going, and then when it does get going, it is unbearably slow. It is unbearably slow. It is boringly slow. Like I I really struggle with watching um, episodes about seven to twelve because it's. It gets into the point where every episode is them just fighting another post-human, 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 fighting another one, fighting another one. And I'm just, and I'm not saying that's the problem. The problem is it's something that they should have done in the beginning. If it's something they did in the beginning, right? And then it became a bigger thing. Like they could have definitely organized episodes differently. Like we didn't need four to five episodes to get to get to know our characters because if you're a Ghost in the Shell fan, you either already know them, but it, but that would help build the world more. With, with dealing with these post-humans in a different order. And I just feel like pushing it back to the end, to the last four or five episodes, just wasn't wasn't good. And it, it, it brings a sort of boredom that we've met from high intensity. We go from these kind of high intensity uh, um, missions to them going back to back, to fighting, to being captured, to all these questions. And we get them answered. And then it's like, okay, that's it. And then I know this is supposed to be a second quarter to this, another second season that I'm more than likely got cut off maybe because of COVID or maybe it could be airing in Japan right now or something like that. We don't know. Probably not airing in Japan right now because of COVID. But it just gets cut off at episode 12. And again, it's again, I'm not interested. But that's why I'm not interested because I get where they're going, but you didn't carry me there. If you get what I'm saying? Like, I get where you're going. I get where the car is going to, but you still, y'all left me at the bus stop. And so that's the problem right now with the progression. is just boring. And I gave that, so that's a four out of 10. The ending, again, four out of 10, the ending was boring in a sense that you left me behind to the point where there was, it just felt like, it felt like y'all switched gears. Y'all took too much out of the show. Y'all, y'all wrecked the, the entire pacing, which I'm getting to next, that you just wrecked the whole thing. And I don't, I don't understand why. Um, pacing, I gave it a three out of 10 because I was just, again, I, and I keep harping on this because the story is supposed to be the strongest point of these, in my opinion. Like they, they've done really good things in animation, the older shows like that. But the story was very interesting from the beginning with Ghost in the Shell. And this just falls flat, you know, like, and, and the worst part is the plot is very interesting. The idea behind it is very interesting. But the pacing is, even from episodes 1 to 5 to 6, before we get that little time skip for some reason, um, the plot moves slowly, you know? And and it's in the first two episodes are very interesting what happens, and then we just kind of get slower and slower. Um, and then we, we, get, we get introduced to one character I feel like does a really good job moving the plot, really good job at, at catching the pacing. But again, then he's kind of he's kind of falls to the back. He kind of falls to the back when we get to the second episodes, and then the last two episodes now he's important again. So I just and I get like trying to show every other character, but it they have to pick one in a, in a sense or pick one one set group and do it with like that. But there we go. So I give that a seventeen out of forty, which is a forty three percent. Next, we get the characters. Um, the characters I feel like are very are a grace to the show. You know, even though the plot and animation works against them, we have a, a sub and a dub that are both pretty good. I actually watched most of this in dub, not sub. Um, sub, sub dub might not be available in your region because of COVID. Um, they're still working on that. A few episodes of mine weren't available in dub um, immediately when I was doing it. But I watched the dub. The dub was pretty interesting. Um, pretty good. Well, not interesting. Good. Just as much as the sub was. Um, 
but likability we have seven out of ten i think the characters are the characters are written well like i like the characters the main cast i like the main cast except for john um which is which is again some of the plot the plot has this little subtle um america ruins everything take over america i don't think it's a problem i just don't think they didn't lean into it enough they didn't lean they didn't just anyway just a lot of plots going on a lot of un, under stuff stuff going on that we may not find out to next season which is why i dislike it now the second half of the season the second 12 episodes might remedy some of my issues but from these first 12 this is how i feel um but like ability is pretty good i like matoka i actually like batal i think he was a good character um Togusa, I think, is a really good character. Togusa was really good throughout the whole time. Um, you know, he has this idea, like, he left Section 9, and he, he you know, he really ends up regretting it, and so he ends up becoming this detective and is finding them. And I really, I really like his character arc throughout the show, except until the last three episodes. But... I really like his character throughout the show, and I think they did a really good job with him. And, you know, most of the main cast, except for one character and this character is called standard or they say stan or whatever and it's 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 what it's what holds it back from being a nine because because stan ends up being that you know black the black guy is the running gag character you know he's 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 not that good da-da, he's stupid he's the funny guy da-da. and then they actually basically just kick him off screen with like some stupid gag for him and again it wanted me to kick it lower but again i'm not trying to this isn't personal critically i think they did the rest of the characters really well one character doesn't ruin the whole show at least not this character does but i really do, i just like how they used him and just threw him away and then he doesn't matter anymore and again he might come back in a second 12 but Right now, I just did really dislike that. I really dislike how they did that. It just, it just, it's like, why? Why even have him in there if you're just gonna throw him away? And then like, and then you just replace him with Togusa. If, if, if anything, just don't have that character. Just don't have that character at all. You know what I mean? Just don't have that running gag character. And why, why? What's even the point of that? If you're not gonna keep him around, if he's not gonna be in any way important to the plot or the team, why even have him? And then they even like brainwash him. She puts Matoka puts some memory in his head that makes him think like he's a pirate or something. I don't. I just, I, it was really bad, really bad writing for the character itself, and it's, it's meld with the group, because then he's forgotten, no one talks about him ever again, like he never existed, and yeah, anyway, so, um, we get to effectiveness, 5 out of 10, the only character in my eyes that was effective with pushing the plot was Togusa, Togusa was the only one. He was the one that figured out most of the stuff. He was the one that pushed it. Um, Matoka did her job as well, so those two people, I give them all the credit for pushing the plot. That's what we got five out of ten. Because the whole reason the plot continued um, because it was them two, Togusa and Matoka. And just everybody else was just kind of there. You know what I mean? The chief was supposed to be, you know, helping things. He has roles where he pushes the plot a little bit in the background so that it helps progress more. But overall, the plot is just feels very stagnant if Togusa and Matoka aren't in it. You know what I mean? If it's just like that whole up with Batal, it, just, it was nothing. It was nothing. Like, why was that episode even there? And then so we just... It just the plot just per, didn't progress very well. We end up doing the show didn't really get started. Episode five and six, and then we have the time skip and the time skip. We have the towel episode, and then and then we have the, like this episode with the meeting where we're talking about the posthumans, which you already learned about before. When we talk about the posthumans, and then it just yeah, it just lag, starts to lag over and over again. Um, so yeah, next we have design seven out of ten. Now I give it a seven out of ten solely because I want to talk just about the main cast i'm not going to use side characters like that except for john john has the worst character design but i really 
really enjoyed the character design from Matoka, really enjoyed the character design from Batal, and most of the main Section 9, the guy who was sniping, I forget his name, I like his character design with the one eye, but, like, although the characters are not, are not animated well, the designs, the idea behind them is very good, and they're very nice to, like, they're very nice to look at, necessarily, at first, you look at them, like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool, da, da, da. and then you get into the show, and you watch them, and you're like, wow, this animation is so bland, it's, but the character designs themselves aren't bad, uh, so, yeah, I'll give them that. Next up, credibility. I gave credibility a pretty high ranking, if I had a 10, because, again, these, these characters are still written really well. It really feels like they fit in this world. Like, they really feel bonded to this world, except for Stan. But <laughs> everyone else feels very bonded to this world. Feels like they very much uh, do live here, are in it, you know what I mean? And, again, John and Stan are the two lowest points. I don't like John, and John is, uh, he's like, again, the American agent from the NSA or something like that. He just feels so out of place. Weird times, like, there's one point where he kind of, like, starts yelling at Matoka for some reason, and I'm just looking at him like, why? Why would you do that? That makes no sense to your character, necessarily. Like, you're being ridiculous. And they do that, and then, again, the whole thing with Stan just being that running gag character, which took away kind of his place within there, you know what I mean? Like, people like to have fun, but he was overly ridiculous in some points which i did not make sense so the overall characters got a 27 out of 40 which gave him a 68 percent which is the highest um out of the critical so far and last year production now we have sound design which gave it a three out of ten the sound design in this in this anime is abysmal is horrible and I, there's, there's not much I can say about like the gunshots are fine. I said like they're standard. Like it's nothing fantastic about it, which is fine. You don't need fantastic gunshots. But the reason why I did not like that took away from my fight, the, my fighting uh, score, which was only um, my action score, which only had a ten. It could have been higher because because the choreography was so good, because it looked so good and inviting. Is that because the sound design was so bad? Like watching a fight is supposed to be intense it didn't feel intense and i think a big part of what makes a, a fight intense is the sound design we get it when we watch and i'm comparing it to a shonen because shonens tend to have very good sound design we get it when we watch fire force of course because that's my standard we get it we even get it when we watch my hero academia and i don't even like black clover but black clover sound design has evolved and gotten better even when i watched it when you see asa swing his heavy sword and hit somebody you feel the weight from the sound design not only from the animation and this is something we don't get you even get it from haiku when haiku when when they're jumping and they're hitting the ball like it's so satisfying to feel that and we don't get that she's matoka is punching people kicking they're dodging flipping and it doesn't feel like it's intense it doesn't feel like even like she's really hitting them like you don't get that you don't get that hit like oh my gosh i can't believe it no you don't feel you don't feel that it's very bare bones it's very it's very lacking and the sound design would really make up for a lot of the issues could really make up for a lot of issues with the show when it comes to just these animation problems because if the if the sound design was better it would make up for some of the action animations for some of the um um uh, some of the character animations, just from them walking and stuff like that. Like we talked about me and Bo, we talked about the sneaker squeaks when we heard when we watched um, Haikyuu. It made it feel real. It made it made me more immersed in it by just something something very simple as sneaker squeaks. You know what I'm saying? You go to a basketball game, you go to a volleyball game like that, and you see people practicing like that, and that that's a satisfying sound to hear. The sound of people getting ready or the sound of people really uh, uh, going at it. Like those little things really matter. And something that this misses the mark on in every occasion. Um, next we have the musical score, six out of ten, and that's really because I really I did like the OP and I did like the ED. I thought those were really good, um, but nothing else. There's I don't remember. There's no memorable tracks 
that really show up in this anime. Um, I think there's maybe one or two that I thought was pretty cool, but nothing that's so memorable. Like, there's no spot where I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this music sounds amazing. Like, it fits it so well. Like, I'm like I'm really in awe of it. There's no spot that does that. So, just, again, lacking. So, we have the production, which is a 9 out of 20, uh, and we give it a 45%. So... Yeah, um, just so you know, if you're paying attention at home, got to write it down. We have the animation at a 22 out of 40 with the 55%. The story at a 17 out of 40 with the 43%. The characters at a 27 out of 40 with a 68%. And the production with a 9 out of 20 uh, with a 45%. So the overall score, we have a 75 out of 140. And that gives it 54%, which again, I think is very fair. This anime... I'll say this, when I watched when I was watching Kaga Star of an Insect Cage, right? The animation was horrible through and throughout. There's no point in which it's good for the most part. There's a few parts where they have drawn. Whenever the little, the little drawn parts is very good, actually. When they have the drawn parts in Kaga Star, I was amazed. I was like, why does no anime look like this? But anyway, getting away from the topic. Um we don't have that here. We don't have those even those little parts where we're really amazed by the animation. Where you're really like, oh my gosh. And even sometimes in Kaga Star, when they're fighting. I felt that way. I felt that. I felt it in my heart. I felt my heart beating fast. I was like, wow, like, because they're fighting and it was just the effects, the sound design was better. It was more coherent and you, it just felt really, felt really into this. But you don't really feel that way very often when you're watching Ghost in the Shell, um, SAG 2045. You don't feel that way. You know, a lot of times it, it just feels lost on you. You know, like you're watching it, you can get distracted easy. Like a good anime, you don't get distracted from. Even an average anime, which again, Kagastar is, you you get you don't get distracted from because you're interested in the story and even in Kagastar's story was even better Kagastar's story and, and the action animation really took it above being just a low tier very bad series but I still say it's amazing great well, even, I would even I wouldn't even shut so far that's good but it's definitely watchable it's definitely something that is something that's interesting that you can go and watch and still be enjoy the plot of it even with the lackluster animation and it, because the animation has bright spots but this Ghost in the Shell doesn't have that Ghost in the Shell, the plot doesn't get started way too late. And then when it gets started late, it lags. Um, the animation is wholly bad. I really dislike it a lot. Um, I think that it, it, it wasn't meant for this animation. Ghost in the Shell, I feel like it could have been done a lot better in another 2D sense, something like that. And the problem also is you have Beastars as well, which is also an anime, which is also CG 3D. And it's done really well too. But I just don't think... This this like this is meant for this type of animation art style. I don't think it's I don't think it's there. Um, again, the plot just that's so much lacking. The characters were okay, and the production just left so much to be desired that it really brought down the entire show. So fifty four percent, I think that's very fair. I don't think I'm wilding when I say that. Um, next, and I get my personal. Um, my personal comes out of enjoyability, interest, characters, and rewatchability. Um, for enjoyability, I gave it a 5 out of 10. I didn't enjoy this. This took me a lot to get through. I slogged through it. I watched it in two days. I could have watched it in a one, but I got to, like, episode 7, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I was bored out of my mind. That's how bad it was. It was so bland, so tasteless. I just couldn't continue it. Um, my interest, 6 out of 10. Six of those ten points are because of Togusa and Posthumans. I was really hoping they delivered more on it, and it just again it just fell into like it fell into a trap at the end of the season that just took away a lot of the interest. 
and then they kind of like push Togusa to the backside and introduce newer characters. And again, I, that makes sense. But again, that's something that they should introduce the characters in five episode five six. While you have the post humans kind of running rampant in episode three, you know what I mean? And then you could fit it together. But again, I believe this is also supposed to be a second core to it. So we'll see what happens when the next twelve episodes come out. But right now, just from these twelve, it's not good. It's not good, in my opinion. Uh, next, we have the characters. I gave him a 3 out of 10 because I really only like Togusa and Motoko a little bit. I like Motoko. Batal has moments where I really like him. Batal has moments where I really like him. But mainly, it's just Togusa. Um, I love, I really love how they do him with the detective work and with him kind of figuring stuff out. And there's one episode where he's being chased. And then in the end, you find out he just, he's done masterfully in my opinion. I think he has the greatest kind of arc in here with the most emotion behind it, the most feelings behind it, the most, um, he has the most, what's the word, uh, ambition behind him and the most like, he has a lot of good stuff behind him, which I, why I really like his character and why I really, you know, through the whole series, we kind of see him. And Matoka as the main characters. You know, I think that's why, but Matoka still is pressed on because, you know, she's the uh, boss lady. Um, and now she's a badass in her own right. Uh, last, we have rewatchability, which I have as a 1 out of 10. I would not be rewatching this ever. You cannot pay me to rewatch this. I really disliked it personally. Um, really disliked it. Um, and that, that gives us a total fun factor of 15 out of 40, which equals 38%. Now, <laughs> Now I didn't. Okay, when I watched the trailer for this, I expected myself to dislike it necessarily because I really don't like 3D CG animation. It's very rare that I really enjoy it. But this is kind of, again, another low tier. Better than Ajin. I think I'll give Ajin a zero percent because I don't know if I could watch past the first episode unless maybe maybe I could go back now and watch it and enjoy it. You know, maybe I could be saved by the plot. But this is. I feel like it's very hard to master this 3D CG animation, and in this time where we're getting a lot more of it, it's becoming more and more, you know, prevalent that it has to be done a certain way, masterfully. And this isn't something that this was done. You know, again, we have B Stars, which is done really well. Land of the Lustrous, which is um, done really well. I still haven't watched that, but I've seen scenes from it. I've watched trailers of it. It looks really good. Land of the Lustrous looks really good. We've had um, uh, Knights of Sidonia, which is really good. There's another movie on Netflix, which I watched, which I actually enjoyed, which I think personally looked pretty good. Um, and then there's even a few shows out now that use CG elements, 3D CG elements. I would even think seen yesterday for me. Um, I see it looks drawn, but also... In a, in a way, I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and said they use CG as well on it. So again, like there have been shows now and before, and he, oh, Demon Slayer, I, I, and totally, totally miss Demon Slayer, which uses a lot of CG as well, and it looks, looks amazing. And then we still getting these shows from Netflix using that 3D CG animation that just looks horrible and takes takes away from the show. And, and then on top of that off, you have bad plot. And, and, and again, I just. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, but that's my scores. Overall score for this anime is a 54%. My personal fun factor is a 38%. Uh, again, if you ever want us to, um, if you ever want us to review any of your favorite anime, manga, or webtoon, uh, just hit us up on uh, Twitter on Mondays. We do Manga Monday. Bo, Bo will be out there talking about his favorite webtoons and mangas that he's read during the week weekend. If you want to get added to that list, just let us know and we'll do it. Or if you have somebody that you know that really that writes a manga, writes a webtoon, and you want us to look at it um, and review it, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at BLXXK Anime. Um, and again, that's it. If you um, rate us on whatever podcast you're looking at it, send the comments. We love hearing from you guys. And I think that's it.
Thank y'all for listening and check y'all next time.